Darker Days of Dorothy Gale Chapter 10 A Fateful Meeting Year 196 After the Wizard A.T.W. Dorothy Mister and the Lion were shocked when they looked over the side of the cliff, only to see the Tin Woodman climbing back up with all the veracity of a royally pissed-off sunbear. He did say his new body was lighter and more agile, said Dorothy, as she backed away from the cliff. What are we going to do? asked Mister. I don't know. Just let me think for a second, replied Dorothy, trying to remain calm. He's getting closer, exclaimed Mister, still looking down. God damn it, just let me fucking think, would ya? screamed Dorothy. It was too late to leave him in the greys. They were deep enough now that turning back to the forest was useless. They would not be able to outrun him. I think we're well past the time for thinking, Dorothy, Gale, came the low rumbling drawl of the tin woodman. Dorothy turned around to see him, once again on solid ground, and still near the edge of the cliff. So what now? she asked in quiet defeat. Now, replied the woodman as he stepped closer to Dorothy and away from the cliffside, we find a way down and find someone who can point us in the right direction. The day was an exhaustive one. Slowly scaling down the side of the cliff, and trekking across the desolate land was beginning to take its toll on Dorothy and the lion. The woodman and mister were nearly incapable of feeling tired, a fact the woodman seemed to revel in. Finally, the travelers found themselves within the borders of the shantytown community that now surrounded Dorothy's former home. There were easily five hundred citizens in this village of tents and shacks, and each of them were equally grotesque. It reminded Dorothy of her time spent in the western greys in search of Krista. Everyone was fleshy and veiny. Some had no eyes. Some were missing arms or legs. A few of them were even missing their heads. They were all aimlessly wandering around with no clear purpose. The lion cowered and lowered his head as he tried his best to avert his eyes. Mister did the same. The woodman looked around in awe and occasionally laughed at the poor souls. You know, said Dorothy at the woodman's heartless laughter, Beatrice could be any one of these things. He quickly turned his attention to her and growled as his laughter stopped altogether. Dorothy! 
came a loud, familiar voice from within the crowd. Is it really you? Dorothy looked around in desperate search of a face to match the voice. Up here, it yelled. She looked up to see Fink and Floyd standing on the rooftop of her house. Upon entering the house, she was pleasantly surprised. It was clean, and the furniture was meticulously placed throughout. It was not exactly how it was back in Kansas, but it was nice nonetheless. The hole in the ceiling above the kitchen, where Dorothy crash-landed so long ago, was patched up and repaired. It was almost as though she had never left, as though her experience in Oz was just a bad dream. With a slight sense of glee, Dorothy ran to the stairs that led to the hall, that in turn led to her bedroom. It was nice and neat. It was not like it was the day she landed in this backward world, but instead, like it was the day her mother died. She looked around in wonderful nostalgia and jumped as a large handmade wooden ladder fell through the unpatched hole in the roof. Dorothy looked up with a rare smile and saw Fink and Floyd looking down at her. She climbed the ladder and greeted the two of them with warm hugs. What's going on here? she asked as she watched Fink pulling the ladder back up to safety. We don't know, said Floyd. It's the strangest thing. People, if that's what you want to call them, just started showing up a few days after you left. <laughs> and they fixed up the house and chased you up here? Asked Dorothy. She laughed a little at the munchkin's current plight. It seemed like they might be overreacting. No, said Fink. Don't be silly. We fixed up the house and then decided to hide up here. Dorothy looked down at the crowd and back to the Munchkin brothers. I think they're harmless, she said with a smile. They each looked up at her and stood silent for a moment before replying. I don't think you understand what it means to be a munchkin in the gray fields, Dorothy, said Floyd. We can't fight or defend ourselves, said Fink. And if we can't do either of those things, it's best just to play it safe. Fair enough, replied Dorothy. She was very much enjoying the light-hearted conversation. It was nice to see familiar faces even if those faces were those of two munchkins she hardly knew, currently squatting on the roof of her house. Dorothy also knew the conversation was going to have to progress further, and thus into darker territory. A subject she knew Fink and Floyd, or Floyd and Fink, would not care to discuss. The three of them stood together as an awkward silence grew between them. Have either of you seen Lothor recently? Dorothy finally asked, feeling it was better just to get to the point. 
The faces of her home's new rooftop residents became grim. Why in Oz would you want to see him? asked Floyd cautiously. I need his help, replied Dorothy. Dorothy, Fink said with a tone of parental disappointment. I know he seemed nice and friendly, helpful even, last time you were here, but I assure you... We assure you, interjected Floyd. He is not the helpful mystic you think he is. He is dangerous, continued Fink. Very dangerous, added Floyd. I know, replied Dorothy, and I appreciate the warnings and caution, but I really need to see him. Well, unfortunately for you, however fortunately for us, we have not seen him since the day after you left. Do you know where I can find him? Asked Dorothy. Where he lives? He lives everywhere. And nowhere. Spare me the riddles, said Dorothy. The pleasant conversation had veered off course and landed in frustration. Frustration that was beginning to show in her voice and increasingly rigid body language. How do I contact him? You simply turn around, came a soft, feminine voice from behind Dorothy. Dorothy did as the voice suggested, only to see a young woman dressed in a flowing emerald green gown. Her long hair was jet black, and her skin had a strange green tint to it that almost glowed. She was not tall, but she floated in the air granting her the ability to tower over her audience. Lothor? asked Dorothy cautiously, curiously. Not quite, replied the woman. I am Ozma. Ozma, whispered the Munchkin brothers in unison as they fell to their knees and lowered their heads. Dorothy looked at her blankly. The name meant nothing to her. The fact that this woman was floating was somewhat impressive, but Dorothy remained stoic and unenthused. A floating green woman was simply put, not enough anymore. Still, though, she was clearly a figure of power and influence. How this situation played out was ultimately going to be decided by how delicately Dorothy approached it. You must be Dorothy Gale, said Ozma, breaking the tense silence. I've heard a lot about you. Dorothy just looked at the woman cautiously. It was easy to forget her now legendary, almost folkloric status. Hopefully good things she said. But I'd be willing to bet that's not the case. Don't worry, Miss Gale, Ozma said with a light laugh. <laughs> I understand what it is like to be thrown into a strange place for no reason. 
you do what must be done to keep your life, as well as your sanity. Though she was still nervous, Dorothy felt her body relaxing. However, the loosening of her muscles and overall sensation of relief was not of her own accord. She tried to tense back up, but found herself unable. So, said Dorothy, the conversation really needed to progress beyond the usual riddles and mystery. Where's Lothor? Mr. The Woodman and the Lion stood outside with the masses as Dorothy entered the house alone. They all waited patiently in silence. Some of the creatures that surrounded them sneered and hissed at the travelers, while others ignored them altogether. All of them, however, stopped and fixed their collective sights on the rooftop upon the arrival of Ozma. It's her, said the woodman, with a rare sense of fear in his voice. It can't be. Who is she? asked Mister, who was in some regards still considered to be poorly educated. What's going on? It was clear he was unaware of the gravity of the situation, a fact that only made him more intrigued. That is the lost queen of Oz. <laughs>